Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's happening, fight fans? What is up? It is your boy, Ike Isaac, Armbar Mitzvah Feldman. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are having an excellent start to your week. Monday, March 27th, 2023. We are hot off an incredible combat sports weekend. Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen on the MMA side. On the boxing side, which was the toast of the town. Taking the cake, the cream of the crop. David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant. Woo! It was hot and spicy in Las Vegas, the MGM Arena, which was the hosting venue for David Benavides versus Caleb Plant. The atmosphere was terrific, digitally terrific. Twitter, everybody was up on the ropes for this fight, very excited to have it actually take place and to actually see the fight night. There was a ton, a ton of hype leading into this fight. The bad blood with the press conferences. You had Benavides standing up. Very tall fellow. Almost towering over Caleb Plant. Who had his hands in his pocket. Was a cool customer at the press conference. A lot of threats being thrown in both directions. I would say it was a wash. David Benavides came out very intimidating at that press conference. But yet, Caleb Plant was a cool customer. Like I said, hands in his pockets. So he didn't seem frazzled. And he didn't seem frazzled when the fight started. Early on, Caleb Plant was finding a home for the jab. Was kind of flexing on Benavides. Seemed very relaxed in the ring. Was showboating just a little. Had the tassels hanging off the shorts. On the other side, Benavides seemed like he had no problem being the Mexican monster, taking his time, taking Caleb Plant's best shots, taking Caleb Plant's best dancing and showboating and taunting, and just walking through it all till the second half of the fight, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and so on, those rounds where David Benavides turned the tables and just started to walk through Everything that Caleb Plant was trying to put in the way of the Mexican monster, but the monster was eating just the 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 ground in front of Caleb Plant, eventually getting tight and tussling in the clinch, rubbing his forearm in Caleb Plant's face while Caleb Plant's trying to clinch. Benavides was like, "Nah, you're tired." You're wearing out. Now we're going to start to fight at my pace. And so the fight went at David Benavides's pace. And Benavides started to land huge sweeping rights. Beautiful tight left hooks. Found the clinch. He also many times wouldn't allow the ref to get involved in the clinch. He was breaking apart Caleb Plant's clinch repeatedly to make space for him to get off his offense terrifically it was beautiful Caleb Plant was noticeably 
tired and gassed. <sighs> Seemed like he never caught that second wind. It seems that he just started at 100 and just slowly dwindled down. For Benavides, it seemed like he was coasting, was taking everything that Plant had, was allowing Plant to get off the jabs. This is the difference between professional boxing and amateur boxing. In amateur boxing, Caleb Plant is the unanimous winner in the three rounds. He dominated in terms of output, uh, in terms of volume. In terms of shots and jabs, punches landed on David Benavides. But the difference between a three-round amateur fight and a 12-round professional main event 168-pound pay-per-view fight is what we saw. That David Benavides, the Mexican monster, could be patient, methodical, relaxed, laid back, and then turn on a switch after six rounds. I'd say that in the first six or seven rounds that it was 5-2-6-1 in favor of Caleb Plant. That's that's a that's a big swing for David Benavides to have the confidence, to have the game plan, to have the feel and the instinct that he knew he was going to turn it on late and get the win. And oh, did he. An incredible performance by David Benavides. But also, credit to Caleb Plant for taking Benavides' best shots. As Benavides gave credit in the post-fight interview with Jim Gray, who's had a very, very uh, interesting night, to say the least, Mr. Jim Gray. David Benavides gave respect, said that, yeah, it was just trash talk leading up, but he met him in the middle of the ring, man-to-man, he took Caleb's best shots, and he gave Caleb his best shots, and there was respect at the end. There was a moment in the post-fight where I believe it was the coach of David Benavides, uh, Jose Benavides, the father of David, was trying to get on the mic and say uh, he wanted to apologize to Caleb Plant for the trash talk. That was being spewed in both directions in the lead up. I respect it. Though. It goes without saying that. There shouldn't be trash talk. Period. There should be respect. Leading up to the fight. Yeah made the fight. Uh garner a lot more eyeballs and attention because of the, the fiery press conference. It seems, it seems like Caleb Plant is just constantly drawing drama into his world. If you guys remember the fight between Plant and Alvarez, you had Canelo Alvarez saying, come on, motherfucker, come on, man, come on. You'd never seen Canelo Alvarez like that. Never. Caleb Plant welcomes it. The numbers will show that fans are welcoming it. Caleb Plant is now a household name in the 168-pound division. David Benavides has now leapfrogged Caleb Plant to be knocking on the door of some serious 
payday, some serious title fights in the very near future. Uh, undisputed title fights because this was a uh, interim title fight. But undisputed title fights, whether that's Canelo Alvarez, whether that's Dimitri Bivol, whether that's just two bangers in Artur Berbiev versus David Benavides. I know that's a division up, but David Benavides is a big boy. It seems, according to the broadcast, Brian Kenny, I believe, he was saying that this was the first training camp where David Benavidez lifted weights. What? <laughs> That's crazy. The first training camp where he lifted weights. And it showed he was a sturdy statue. Just taking all the best shots from Caleb Plant. Didn't seem phased. I respect it. In my mind, we're not seeing the full potential of David Benavides. I feel like we got a peek at it. Maybe there was a lot of emotion going into it. Though he didn't show it because of his composure to be reserved and conservative in his offensive output. In the first half of the fight. I believe. The Inside Boxing Live podcast. Featuring Chris Algieri and Dan Canobio. They were saying that they wouldn't be surprised if. David Benavides came out firing offense and missiles. Towards Caleb Plant because of what we saw in the press conference. But more respect to David Benavides. The fact that he was. Able to remain composed, stick to the game plan, execute the game plan, and get his hand raised at the end. I love it. I absolutely love it. Big fights. Bigger fights on the horizon. Now, will Canelo Alvarez see David Benavides as big enough payday? Worth the risk as well? As opposed to rematching Dimitri Bivol, somebody who's already fought... Somebody who is, I would say, just a little less dangerous because of, you know what you get with Dimitri Bivol. He's a lot more like a samurai than David Benavides. David Benavides seems that he can just turn on that fire and potentially be the worst knight of Canelo Alvarez's life. I'm saying that David Benavides has a higher chance of finishing Canelo Alvarez than Dimitri Bivol. That was not Canelo's best performance by a long shot, obviously, against Bivol. Looked bloated, looked slow, looked frustrated. Seemed like he was going in there with just the, the presence of his name and his power. Assuming that the, the high rate weight class, he would just be able to connect clean and just end Bivol's night. In one fell swoop. But he had a rude awakening as Bivol was extremely methodical, patient. Did not get drawn into a slugfest, a phone booth fight. As we saw with Benavides versus Plant. Was very laid back. 
I can see Canelo rematch in Bivol before fighting David Benavides. Who can we do in the matchmaking for David Benavides? Let's see. Super middleweight division. Who is the the British dude that just beat Chris Eubank? Oh my gosh. That was uh That would be a fun fight. Is obviously trash talk. Liam Smith. Is he not undefeated? Not by a long shot. Thirty-three and three. That would be a fun fight. That would be a fun fight. Liam Smith versus David Benavides. I know David Benavides's team. They feel that they're deserving of the Canelo Alvarez fight, but there's no reason why we have to rush the 26-year-old. That's right. David Benavides is only 26. Can we get him one fight? Two fights? I, I feel like Canelo Alvarez is not going to give him that payday just just yet. There's Rocky Feldon, Eubank Jr., Bubu Andrade. There's three or four fights that I would like to see for David Benavidez before the Canelo fight. Not three or five, four fights total. Three or four fights that... Uh, could be uh, potential opponents for his next fight. Can he get a finish? Can he get a finish and then we cut the promo for the Canelo Alvarez fight? You saw Canelo Alvarez finish him, uh, Caleb Plant I'm talking about, in the 10th round. If David Benavides finished Caleb Plant before Canelo, he could be like, I beat your guy sooner. Come on, Canelo. Come back down to 168. I could see Canelo taking his time doing the 175 rematch with Bivol. Because he has a he has a fight coming up uh Cinco de Mayo as well that is not Bivol. John Ryder. And it's at 168. Is there a clause in his contract that he has to come back down to 68 before he can go back up to 175 to face Bivol? Maybe. Canelo, I assumed, is the heavy favorite against John Ryder. Again, just about six weeks out from that, May 6th, Cinco de Mayo weekend. 
in this time period where Canelo's going to fight, beat John Ryder, potentially rematch Dimitri Bivol, which if he beats Bivol, I don't see a trilogy happen anytime soon. Dimitri Bivol doesn't have that type of gusto to get on the mic and request a trilogy. Fair is fair is fair, which would mean logically a trilogy would make sense. But Canelo's at the point where if he gets that B ball win, that checks off another box. He is now once again a light heavyweight champion. I like Benavides to just wait in the wings, get better. I know he wants that Canelo fight. I know his team wants the Canelo fight, just not yet. Not yet. Soon. Soon. It was a uh, it was a great weekend for boxing. Uh, I mentioned earlier Jim Gray had a very interesting night. There was the uh, Venezuela Versus, who was the undercard fight? Oh, my gosh. Benavidez, Plant, undercard. Jim Gray, he said, uh, I just asked the questions on the on the post fight interview to the uh Oh my gosh, how am I blanking on this? Chris Colbert versus Valenzuela. Everybody believed that Valenzuela won the fight, but Chris Colbert got the decision. And Colbert, in the end, was telling that Valenzuela should have been less of a sore loser because of how he was handed. He didn't want to dab him up. Valenzuela was saying, you didn't win, you didn't win. Colbert was saying, you're a sore loser, you're a sore loser, you're a sore loser. And then uh, Jim Gray finally capped the post-fight interviews by saying, I, I, I disagree with that decision, basically, to Valenzuela one-on-one, which was, woo, stepping out of your lane a little, which is crazy. Uh, keep that same energy, Jimmy. Keep that same energy. So, fun night to say the least in boxing. Some big boys before Colbert and Valenzuela throwing down.
Funk card. Funk card. And then capped off by the Benavides Caleb Plant. Terrific, terrific fight. Caleb Plant, much respect for not going into the tank. Pushing pushing through the adversity, the late storm, weathering it to make it to a decision. That is a feather in his cap. David Benavides is a killer on the rise and will be fast-tracked to title fights. When? I don't know. But possibly the end of the year, if not next year, 100%. Shifting over to the MMA side of things, UFC Fight Night Vera Sanhagen took place in San Antonio, Texas. Macy Barber returned to the winner's circle. Who else? Holly Holm beating Yana Kuniskaya formerly, but currently Yana Santos. Nate Landwire beat Austin Lingo. Albert Duraev versus Chitty and Juwak Connie. Solid main card. It, it seemed like a pay-per-view feel with the fight being outside of the Apex, which... Uh, which is a good thing. Um, and, and they felt they had a, a super, super entertaining main event on their hands with Marlon Chito Vera. And um, Corey Sanhagen on their hands. Two guys scratching and clawing at the top of the bantamweight division. But yet, it turned out that Cheeto Vera was uh, pretty content with just letting the first couple of rounds go by and just waiting for long-time coach who has been part of many championship runs and title fights, Jason Perillo, was firing him up, saying, all right, uh, are you here? Are, are you awake? Are you present? Let's go now. Let's go. Seemed like Perillo wanted to be in the fight more than uh, Cheeto Vera. And Bisbing was doing a good job calling it down the middle. For those of you that don't know, he has trained alongside Cheeto Vera and was coached by Jason Perillo. Won a title while being coached under Jason Perillo. So there's connections. But Michael Bisbing was being unbiased and just being down the middle and delivering the saying it saying how he saw it and I respect that because anybody with eyes could see that Cheeto Vera was kind of just coasting seemed like he didn't want to turn it on till either the beginning the very beginning of the late rounds or the very end of the late rounds and it just seemed that uh Corey Sanhagen was on a different frequency had better timing better game plan was more present, more focused. Maybe there was something in the back of Marlon Vera's mind that we don't know about that we'll hear about that was going on in his life. But Corey Sanhagen was focused and just thriving in the spotlight, thriving in the, the home state that is uh, Marlon Vera, that you would think there would be uh, a lot more oomph in his fights. You saw him... Love being the, the spoiler in San Diego versus Dominic Cruz a couple of months ago. But it seemed that now he was just 
kicking his feet up in this fight against Corey Sanhagen. And I would love for Vera to fight O'Malley in the future, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. You're going to have Corey Sanhagen versus Marab. Corey Sanhagen credit on the post-fight call-out. I like it. I like it. Made sense. It was cute. It was cute. It was cheeky. Excuse me, guys, for the, the burps and the uh, voice crack. And I just had some of my wife's delicious baked ziti. Uh, maybe I should have recorded first before having that, but lessons learned. Lessons learned. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a... Uh, it was an underwhelming performance by Vera. It was a uh, extremely calculated and uh, technical performance by Corey Sanhagen. Much res uh, respect to Corey, and uh, now he will be fighting Marab. Marlon Vera is he going to fight Peter Yan? Is he going to fight Sean O'Malley uh, as a loser? Is this the time where Sean O'Malley could pick him off? Somebody familiar, somebody that's going to strike with you, not wrestle with you, and maybe they're in a mental lull. Is this the time, the correct opportunity to strike when the iron's cold, in a sense? Is this the time for Sean O'Malley to take the Marlon Vera fight? Would you want it to be three rounds, five rounds? We will see. It's, it's interesting to play matchmaker, especially in this jam-packed division. Marab Davalish really is not fighting Al Jermaine Sterling. Period. Freaking stop making these claims, you idiots. If you guys pay attention to what Al Jermaine Sterling has saying, if you guys haven't blocked him or muted him, if you're paying attention to what he's saying, Aljermaine Sterling has mentioned one, possibly two fights left in the bantamweight division before moving up to featherweight and challenging for the title. Those one or two fights, one of them's already booked. Henry Cejudo. Can Sean O'Malley win a big fight, get himself inserted, inserted into a title fight? That, that makes sense for Aljermaine Sterling. Fight Cejudo, the legacy fight, and then fight Sean O'Malley, the money fight. I love it. And then you go up to Featherweight. He's not fighting Marab, and he's not retiring at Bantamweight. Get that through your thick skulls. Longtime friend and teammate, and now podcast host, Al Yaquinta, has also said, that he knows that Aljamain Sterling is going to move up. It makes sense. It makes money. Legacy. Easier weight cut. It just makes a ton of sense. And if you look at Marab Davalishvili, he has put himself in a position that he can fight everybody that Aljamain's not. So if Aljamain Sterling is fighting Henry Cejudo, you have... Corey Sanhagen, Sean O'Malley, Marlon Vera, Rob Font. Even if Rob Davalishvili is in the number one contender spot, he will not fight 
Aljamain Sterling. He will fight the four guy if it's a new guy. He will fight the three guy if it's a new guy he hasn't faced. That has to be evident from the video that we got uh, that we just saw circulating the internet, where some jackass fan brought up the point to Marab, "Hey, you fight an Algerman, you fight an Algerman." Marab literally parkoured the bleachers in San Antonio in fully nice garb. Sunglasses on. Climbed the scaffold. The bleachers. And was trying to go eye to eye. With the fan that was. Trying to instigate. A fight between him and. Aljamain Sterling. If that doesn't show you he's fighting. Everybody else. Outside of Aljamain Sterling. I don't know what will. He's ready to fight fans. Before he's ready to fight Aljamain Sterling. Read the tea leaves. Or just listen to what people are actually saying. <laughs> Easy enough. Alright guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Iktagon. Follow me everywhere. Twitter. Instagram. Facebook. TikTok. Everything Iktagon. I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. Or get involved in the show. Leave a voicemail. Let me hear your beautiful, beautiful, golden Voices, please. 646-820-9848. Again, 646-820-9848. Let me hear what you have to say. Everything combat sports related or lifestyle related, I welcome it all. Thanks for tuning in. This is your boy, Ike Feldman. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.